0: want to be the first to ride. No time for pondering why. I'm wondering on while we both back. To the ends, to the end, would you follow me? There's a world I've been thinking about this question a lot lately, and so I thought it'd be good to talk about it and reflect on it on this Sabbath Saturday, and one of the things that uh, I thought about or I've been thinking about a lot, and it's probably because I've been thinking a lot about going to Sarah Karn's uh, play, okay, and Sarah, we, uh, a bunch of us went last night and watched Sarah. She's the lead female in the play, My Man Godfrey, and she just crushed it. Uh, she's just killing life right now, so uh, she did a great job. So when you see her, even if you didn't go, just say, man, I heard it was amazing, and it was. So I've been thinking about this idea of the theater, and I, I also remember a story that my wife likes to tell about. She's uh, the oldest of four girls in her family, and her and her sisters used to, to write, uh, direct, and then act out plays for her mom and dad. And these are incredible Productions, I'm sure. I've never seen one, but I've seen some video, and I. Allie's the oldest, and so it's very clear that Allie is the director. And she kind of leads everybody, tells them where to be. And her sisters, three younger sisters, are clearly the actors. Um, Allie acts as well, gives herself the leading role, as all great directors do, Uh, but the rest are just sort of subordinate actors. They act out. And then the audience, of course, is their parents, Ed and Sue. That's kind of the way it worked in Allie's house growing up. Then I started to think, how should it work when Christians gather together corporately? And I think sometimes the way that this plays itself out in, in many of the churches that you might have been a part of, and, and probably might even be the way that it seems sometimes here at Sedaris, is that the people on stage are the actors, the performers. God himself is the director, and the congregation is the audience. And I know I've thought about that. I've thought that way before, and I've acted in that way before. But what if that's the wrong way of thinking about when Christians gather together? What if we turned it on, turned it on its head? What if the audience were the actors and the performers, and those on stage were a bit like Allie was growing up? They were actor director They were leading the other actors through the performance. And the audience, then that's God. Maybe that's actually a little bit more what God intended when we gather together. Now, I want to just read a couple passages of Scripture to you that I think might support this idea. The first is 1 Corinthians 3.16. It says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Now what happened in the temple? The Jewish worship happened in the temple. The temple was the place where people would go to offer sacrifice. Let me read you another passage. First Peter chapter 2, nine to 10 says this: "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light." See the purpose clause there that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. We are a priesthood. And what did the priests do? The priests were the function of offering the sacrifices for the people. So, we are the priests, and we make an offering to God in the temple which we are. You see what the primary function is offering. When we gather together, we are not gathering primarily for receiving something. We are gathering primarily to offer something to God. I started thinking about this, blew my mind. Are we actually doing this? Are we actually gathering together to be an offering to God? Now, as we're trying to learn how to do this, of course, as with all things, we look to our Savior, the perfect model of all things, Jesus Christ Himself. And what's so interesting about Jesus is He continually is referred to and refers to Himself as an offering. He offers Himself up on the cross. And then, interestingly enough, at His ascension, and you can find this narrative in Luke chapter 24, during Jesus' physical ascension, after the resurrection, and he takes his disciples and and those following him up up to the top of the mountain, and it says that he was carried up, carried up into heaven. And what's interesting about the word carried up is that an actual literal literal translation of the Greek word means he was offered up. And so Jesus continually is offering himself up to god the father hoping that his sacrifice is pleasing to the lord which it is and he's always giving away his life for others so in this way we become like jesus when we offer ourselves up to god and when we are gathering in the collective which is the church we are actually offering up a collective offering we are doing something here that we cannot do alone. There's a type of offering that is happening here that cannot happen by yourself on the top of a mountain. It can't happen by yourself in your prayer closet. It can't happen by yourself in any way. It only happens when the collective meets and together perform and give an offering to God. Now, there's a few implications that I just want to point out when it comes to this truth. And the first implication is this, to be or not to be, that's the question, Hamlet, talking about place, that's supposed to be good, okay, to be or not to be a part of the community gathering, you ever had this question? If you haven't, you probably will at some point, is it really worth all the trouble to deal with all these people, why don't I just connect with God alone, to be or not to be? Well, when you're thinking about participating or not participating in the community gathering, what you have to remember is that it's not a matter of personal edification only. Which is to say, you should try never to to say, and I've said this so many times that this is why it, it rings true to me, try never to say, when you miss out on church, when you're unable to come or you choose not to come to the community gathering, try not to say these words, I missed out on receiving this week because that's actually a misunderstanding of what the Sunday gathering is or any time the gathering happens. Instead, we must think of this as a communal creation. okay? A creation of collective worship that's actually diminished if we are absent in body or absent in spirit what I mean by that is, it's not just about not being here physically, but we can be here and be far spiritually. And when that happens, we affect the communal creation that we offer up to God. And so, if you happen to miss the community gathering in body or in spirit, the right thing to actually say is this. Farts. (laughs) I missed... I missed out on the offering this week. I missed out on the offering this week. Get over it. I said it. Okay. And part of the offering is singing together, which can be a beautiful thing. One of the things I always think about when I visit a church is how is the corporate collective singing? Not just how are the people up on stage. But what what does it sound like? So oftentimes I won't sing on purpose, just to listen. Because that is actually the offering. Not just what's happening up here. It's what's happening amongst all the congregation. Now you say, two common thoughts that will probably come into your head if they haven't come in already. And the first question is this. Don't I receive also when I come to church? Well, absolutely. You absolutely receive when you come to church. It's just not the primary reason you come to church. Because actually this relationship that happens when the community gathers is what we call dialogical, meaning it's back and forth. And it's back and forth because God is is not just the audience, but of course He is a part of every aspect of when we gather together. Because as it says here, His Spirit fills us. So He gives us the energy to sing To consider, He opens our eyes, the Spirit does, to the truth of God's Word as we read it, as we study it, and consider it together. So He's involved with the actors, and He's involved with the directors, those of us preachers and worship leaders who are guiding the congregation. He is hopefully prompting us and moving us on how we lead and what we say, what songs we pick. So He's involved in that as well. And perhaps most importantly, what what we must remember when we're talking about this relationship between God as the audience, because no analogy is perfect, but what we must remember is that though God is the audience, He's also the author. Because the play that we reenact every time that we meet is actually the play that He's authored, which is the story of redemption. So when we walk in these doors to this gathering or we walk into somebody's home for a fellowship group... We are walking into God's story. And then we participate as we act out. It's like a reenactment of what He's already done. And so as we sing to Him, we're reenacting His marvelous blessing of all things. And as we go to communion, we're reenacting the fact that Jesus died for us. That His body was broken and His blood was shed for us. You see how we're entering into his story? And so he is all over everything. He is all around us. He is in us. He is through us as we perform, reenact the redemptive gospel collectively and offer it up to him. See that? See how beautiful that picture is? And so, yeah, we receive a ton by getting to be a part of this reenactment every time that we meet. The second objection you might be thinking, especially when I mention, it is everyone's job to sing. You say, I can't sing. I can't sing. Yeah, you can. You might not be any good, but you can sing. And that's all part of the picture of the gospel. The imperfections coming together to lift up an offering to God. Now, here's the deal. When Allie performed a play with her sisters, I wasn't there, but I can just probably, I know, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was great, honey. It was great. But if it got reviewed by a theater critic, it would have it got slain, okay? But here's the deal. To Ed and Sue, it was the most beautiful thing ever. I've talked to them. They looked forward to it every time it would happen. I got this mug as my Christmas gift from Grayson this week. I was going to bring it to you, I forgot. And he painted it himself. It was terrible, but it was from my son. And it is the most beautiful mug in my cabinet. I love that mug. Because my son offered it up to me. So you might not think you can sing... You might not think even when you gather in a group like this and you try to share your thoughts about why we gather, you might not think you have much to offer. But whatever you offer to God, it's beautiful. Here's why I wanted to talk about this on Sabbath Sunday. Because we want to talk about things that are restful to us. Here's why understanding what's actually happening when we gather is so restful. The first thing is this. You don't need to find the perfect preacher, the perfect worship music, the perfect church building to actually maximize your community gathering experience. Has that ever tired you out? Just got to find the perfect place with the perfect preaching and the perfect music, and then I'll be maximizing what God wants me to do when I gather. None of that matters. What matters is what you bring and what you offer wherever God puts you, places you, calls you. That should let just let that wash over you. That is restful. Second thing is this. You don't have to come up with your own story to tell. I struggle with this a lot. I've got to think of something unique to say, something that's never been said before. Or I've got to think of some new way to do This old thing, which is Christian. No, you don't. It's God's story. He's already written it. All you do is reenact it every time you gather with people and you proclaim the Gospel through that offering. Third, your performance is not related in any way with your salvation. Hear that again. When I use the word performance, probably some of your ears perked up like, I hate that word, perform. That's not what I mean by perform. Perform. Because your performance is not graded, it is not reviewed, it is not critiqued. Your performance has nothing to do with your relationship with God. Besides the fact that the more you do it, the more you offer that up to God, the better your relationship with Him gets. That should give you rest. Feel free to practice singing in the shower and before you come to church. That's awesome. But it doesn't actually change the way God receives. That's so good to hear. That's so freeing forth you are never performing alone isn't that great this isn't a one man show this isn't a one woman monologue this is a collective and so you might walk in here one week and you might be low and the rest of us pick you up we are a full cast and we're never performing on our own we are performing as a collective Let that be restful to you. And finally, let me say this. This Sabbath Saturday, I want you to rest in the Lord by relaxing whatever muscles you use when you sing to Him. I want you to relax those muscles that you use to try to hold back your voice. I want you to just relax those muscles so that you can fully experience worship, which is an offering, that you can give that fully to God, have the freedom of knowing that God receives your offering, your praise, with great joy. So whatever you hold on to, because you're like, I can't hit that note, or I don't really want people next to me to hear me, stop, relax that muscle, and just let your offering to God come out and join the other voices that it might rise up to God full in every way with your brothers and sisters in Christ this is exciting now here's what I want you to do we're going to take five minutes and now I want you to talk about the second set of questions which are related to the first has anything changed in the way that you think about offering and receiving and worship so lead discussion five minutes and then we'll keep going Please don't say I'm going home To the end